Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255. Last week, uh, and, and this comes up a lot because, you know, the buzz out there is uh, growing native plants, adding native plants to your uh, to your landscape or to your containers, especially pollinator plants and, uh, you know, for, the, for our native pollinators. And so the question comes up a lot of times, what are native plants? Where do you find native plants? How do I go about determining what native plants I want to use? Um, last week, a uh, gentleman, it's a regular uh, listener to our show and calls in often uh, talking with Layman from Indiana and uh, talk about a, a forested area that he's been working on for the last couple years, clearing out the honeysuckle. All right, it's a forested area, wooded area, pretty good size area, working hard to get this honeysuckle out of there. And when honeysuckle grows in here, it's a, by the way, is a non-native invasive plant. They take out everything. You know, besides the big trees, they wipe out any of the native uh, plants that would be growing on that forest floor, and they're all gone. So the question is, how do I come back and reestablish that? Well, we've got the expert to help us out this morning. His name is Bill DeBoer. He is from Woody Warehouse. Their website is woodywarehouse.com. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Wilson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to have you on our show with us this morning. So, all right, help us out first of all. What is a native plant? And, Ron, that's really the excellent question because for a lot of people, uh, the term native is has a certain level of mysticism about it. So, really, there's three thoughts on what is a native plant. you got three philosophies out there. You have the person who says, well, if it's from the United States, it's native. You have the people that say, well, if it's native to the Midwest, you know, it's native to plant anywhere in the Midwest. And then you have more or less the purists that say, um, if it wasn't from historical records growing um, in my county, then it's not native. So I tend to be the uh, Goldilocks and say right there in the middle is pretty good. If it's native to the Midwest, go ahead and get it in your landscape. How far back? I mean, Bill, how far, how, you know, does it, does it count? Can well, you actually look at I that mean, or not really? Well, there's so much speculation, Ron, that, right. you know, sometimes I don't, I don't worry myself with, you know, is it, you know, pre-colonial? Is it, you know, when agencies started taking record? Um, I just say keep your life easy and simple. And if it's uh, generally accepted as native to the Midwest, it's, it's native. Got it. I'm talking with Bill DeBoer this morning. He's from Woody Warehouse. Their website is woodywarehouse.com. We'll talk more about that in a little while. So 
so the big buzz, and, it, and it's been coming on for a long time, but now the big buzz, of course, is you know using natives wherever we can in our landscapes and whatever it may be. Why the big buzz? I mean, why why do we want to bring? Is is it that important to bring natives back into our landscapes? No, absolutely. And I, once again, there's a lot of misconceptions out there about native plants, but really, when we start talking about it as as gardeners, as homeowners, why do you want to plant a native? Well, the vast majority of these plants have been here for quite some time. And, you know, while climate may change, they are more or less adapted to this area. So they've seen it, they've gone through it, uh, they can weather the storm, so to speak. Um, The more important part, I would say, is falls on the ecological lines, which is, you know, when you talk about native pollinators, when we think about butterflies and birds and bees, our native plants um, are a food source for just a huge number of species. You know, monarch butterflies are the poster child for, you know, an animal to a native plant. And it's it's a wonderful example. But if you look at an oak tree, for instance, uh, they're going to support well over 100 species of butterflies, bees, birds. And so when you start looking at the impact that we as homeowners can have in terms of attracting these animals, the native plants just blow other things out of the water from that regard. Talking with Bill DeBoer this morning from Woody Warehouse. Her website is woodywarehouse.com. We have to take a quick break. We come back. We'll continue talking about, so what are these native plants and what does he suggest and how do we go about reforesting or filling in a, a new forested area? All happening here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Special guest this morning, Bill DeBoer from Woody Woodhouse, their warehouse. Their uh, website is woodywarehouse.com. Talking about native plants and uh, how do you go about uh, figuring out what native plants you're going to grow. You know, one of the things you were talking about here, the myths about natives, and I think the one thing that, you know, always comes up is that, you know, boy, they're just tough, durable, drought. 
they they still they're not indestructible. Let's put it that way. No, absolutely right, Ron. And it it really falls on that saying right plant right place mm-hmm. is that what we can do with native plants is there's a native plant for any situation you know dry shade wet shade full sun uh, poor soils great soils well-drained soils so but if you take something that is for instance a wetland species and you throw them into a full sun well-drained soil they, the performance you're not going to be happy with so once again, educate yourself, read up, and if you match the plant to the site, you're going to be happy with the result. What's your thoughts about, and I'll kind of throw you on the, out here to see what you, what you think, what's your thoughts on the, the nativars? So to be honest with you, I'm happy seeing the native cultivars in the marketplace because for years, Um, you are hard-pressed to find a native plant anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe outside, occasionally seeing a northern red oak um, or maybe a swamp white oak, sprinkle in a a dogwood or a viburnum here or there. Um, I think it's encouraging uh, to see a lot of these cultivars. I would go back to saying, you know, a lot of our wild type, you know, the standard, uh, natives are a great thing when you can find them. And that's still, you know, part of the issue is that in the, in the industry, natives are still a, um, a niche product, if you will. Right. It's becoming more mainstay, but um, you still have a little bit of work to go to get them you know, in the independent garden centers and uh, into the homeowners themselves. So at Woody Warehouse, and folks, again, go to your website at woodywarehouse.com, you guys are, of course, focusing on native plants. Absolutely. I mean, we grow 98, 99% wild-type, Midwest-sourced native trees and shrubs. Uh, We grow over 140 species. Oaks are bread and butter. Um, But I think, you know, a lot of times um, some of the myths of natives are why homeowners aren't planting and aren't utilizing natives. So as you alluded to, they're not indestructive. If you put it in the wrong situation, they're not going to do well. Um, I think another issue is is people say, well, I heard they were you know, drought tolerant. Um, as you know, Ron, a newly planted tree or shrub is only drought tolerant once it gets established into the soil. So you can't put a native shrub in full sun, never water it, and assume it's just going to be A-OK. It's a, you know what, Bill? Uh, it's, a, it's amazing how many people will say, you know, I bought this tree because it was supposed to be drought tolerant or the shrub. And we planted it, watered it in well, and it's not doing well at all. <laughs> it's like, well, you got to get it established first and get rooted in. Then it becomes a little bit more drought tolerant. But, but uh, yeah, you got to get them established uh, before they'll become drought tolerant. No, absolutely. And, you know, another thing I think hurts natives is almost a marketing thing. You know, think about the word milkweed. You know, we uh, yeah. try awfully hard as gardeners to eliminate weeds. So there are words that they were labeled that automatically have a negative connotation. So I think there's some PR marketing thing that, uh, or they use the word wild. And so people are like, well, I, I want to have a nice looking landscape. I don't want something wild uh, in my landscape. So I think there's a little bit of negative perception there. And then, 
you know, also, I know you are well versed in this. You know, when I was in the landscaping industry, watching people plant a large canopy tree right next to their foundation, mm-hmm. you know, so it's when we start planting things around the house, it may look really cute in that three gallon, seven gallon, 15 gallon container. But you need to read up. You need to understand how big these things get. And then you need to plant them appropriately around your uh, home. Talking about Bill DeBoer this morning from Woody Warehouse, their website, woodywarehouse.com. Uh, we got about uh, three or four minutes here before we have to take another break. And I, I do want to have you walk us through, you know, I, I give you the scenario of one of our listeners who has uh, cleared out all this honeysuckle. Now, how, how does he go about reestablishing that forest floor but give us some examples real quick in the next three minutes or so of some of the common native plants that we would be seeing in, in our area here in Ohio. No, absolutely. I, you know, from a canopy perspective, you're going to be seeing a lot of oak species. Um, you know, there's hackberries. There, there's a lot of, you know, there's black gums, Kentucky coffee trees, Um from a shrub level, you're going to, you know, it's the dogwoods, it's the viburnums. Um, and then, you know, even though we're focused on, you know, woody natives, don't forget about, you know, the herbaceous perennial natives, because that's where you're going to get a lot of color and really attract uh, pollinators from, you know, March until fall. You know, the, the hazelnut, that, that is a, with that, that's a great plant. I, I love that plant. Oh. Hard to find sometimes, but I love the plant. No, and absolutely, that's probably an underutilized um, fact about natives is we have several edible natives. We've got persimmon, we've got hazelnut, we've got pawpaw, we've got the American plum. You know, there's native blueberries is that um, you can you can be, you know, servicing the birds, butterflies, and the bees, and more importantly, yourself when you're hungry. That would be dinner and a show. Exactly. <laughs> hey, tell me real quick before we take the break here. You sent me uh, we had con- you sent me a picture uh, several weeks ago of a really cool plant that you just don't hear about at all. New Jersey tea plant. Absolutely. I mean, that's Ron. That's a plant that I would love to see every homeowner have two, three, four, five plants of it. It is when you think about what the homeowner is looking for, something that stays small, stays relatively compact, blooms for a long period, has fragrant flowers. I mean, it's hard to beat New Jersey tea. And it's uh, drought tolerant once established. And um, it's also more or less um, deer resistant. You know, rabbit resistant as long as they're not too hungry. And again, the common name is New Jersey Tea. Um, if you want to look that one up for you, and again, go to their we- website. It's a great website. It's WoodyWarehouse dot com. We're talking with Bill DeBoer this morning. We're going to take another quick break. We come back. How do you so? How do you go about establish? How do you go about doing putting all this together? How do we educate ourselves to? How do we actually reestablish the native? forest floor or something like that. How do we go about doing that? He's going to give us some tips on that as well. It's all happening here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden and he's Ron Wilson.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson talking with Bill DeBoer this morning from Woody Warehouse, their website, woodywarehouse.com, talking about planting those native plants. So, you know, Bill, we've got the perfect situation. We've cleared out all the wild, non-native invasive honeysuckle. We have our native trees that are growing. So how do we come back and recreate that native forest floor? Yeah, and I'd say, Ron, my approach there would be, you know, four four points. You want to think about the design. Obviously, you want to remove the invasives, and that can be a challenge in itself that takes weeks, months. And then you want to install, and then comes everyone's favorite point, the the maintenance. Um, But to be honest with you, that design thought process is the most important, and I tend to be chainsaw first, think second. Uh, That may be just kind of a guy thing to do, but... (laughs) actually thinking about the scope of the project what what do you want out of this uh, native uh, planting is it is it privacy um, do you want it to be formal do you want it to be informal are you really after attracting wildlife you know so figuring out in your mind what you want out of it first will go a long way in in you sitting back and enjoying the the fruits of your labor so and it, it, this is going to take a little homework right Absolutely. This, uh, you know, unless you're a, a passionate enthusiast and, and reading about it all the time, it, it may be a little bit of a daunting challenge. But, you know, that's why there are, there are individuals out there that can kind of help steer and guide people towards, you know, what plants they need to do and how to plant it. Um, you know, I think you've talked about this repeatedly. One of the most important things you can do is plant your tree or shrub correctly Mm -hmm. you know as these plants go through a typical nursery production cycle that root flare can sometimes get buried in soilless mix so before you plant your native tree or shrub locate that root flare if it's been buried an inch or two in in the mix you know pop that stuff out You, you want that root flare to be at soil level, or I prefer slightly above, because you always want to prepare for a little bit of settling to occur over time. Well, if you look at a tree growing in, the, or any plant growing, in, you know, at ground level that's, that was planted by Mother Nature, um, you know, it doesn't look like a telephone pole going down into the ground. You see, absolutely, you see absolutely. those feet coming off the bottom of that plant, those roots, that crown. You see that, and that's exactly what you're looking for when, when you're talking about this. When you go to plant, you need to keep that at soil level or just above, just like Mother Nature does it. And, you know, I know a lot of – I get this question a lot, Ron. I know you've probably heard it ad nauseum is do I amend the soil as I'm planting this tree or shrub? And my answer is quite simple, no. Um, you want to backfill with that 
soil that you just dug out. Um, the only exception is when you get into very heavy clay that's not breaking apart. You basically have big, huge chunks. I will recommend in, in that instance maybe a 10 15% amendment with peat moss and try to break up those chunks as much as possible. But mm -hmm. overall, we don't want to create this uh, bathtub of really great, rich soil, and then they meet the native soil, and they go, oh, this stuff isn't so good. What? So the native plant meets the native soil and says, what? It's it almost like a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Talking about Bill DeBoer this morning. Of course, the website, again, is uh, woodywarehouse.com. You know, I went online just looking at all of the sources that are available out there today, and I know individual states have really done a nice job addressing uh, they all have native plant societies, uh, you know, websites and all. I went to, what is it, indiananativeplants.org. Um, mm -hmm. And they have, you know, pretty good, some pallets there that you can look at as far as uh, woodland pallets and things like that. So there is great information available for folks that are willing to sit down and do a little bit of homework and and see what's out there. And, of course, your website also great to look at all the different plants that are available. It's, uh, again, woodywarehouse.com, so be sure and check that out. But, again, it's going to take a little homework, a little research, but uh, I think, you know, the, the the results of doing all that is going to be well worth it. No, and, and for those looking to learn more about it, there's some excellent, you know, extension publications out there. There's two books from uh, Purdue on native trees of the Midwest and the native shrubs and woody vines of Indiana in the Midwest. I would highly recommend those two books for people that are wanting to ID, you know, the native trees and shrubs or just learn more about, you know, what do I do with this? And then for those enthusiasts that want to try to um, propagate them, you know, the uh, reference manual of woody plant propagation from Dr. Durr is probably second to none. Yep. Yep. No no doubt about it. Bill DeBoer, again, our special guest this morning, talking about those natives and how important it is to try to continue to incorporate native trees and shrubs and perennials uh, into your landscape as you continue to add or change or whatever it may be. And, again, a good plant list, if you want to check it out, is it's woodywarehouse.com. Any other last-minute tips for our listeners? You know, I would say, Ron, there is, there is nothing wrong with the plants that we traditionally plant that, you know, the independent garden centers and big box stores sell. Uh, I would encourage your, your audience to get out there, and if you're going to plant a tree or shrub, um, try to make it a native first, and then allow the traditional plants to kind of be the icing on the cake. Um, I think if everybody gets out there... Um, and plants, you know, one native tree, a couple native shrubs, um, I think we're going to be happy with the results. You, yeah. get to, you get to attract all those things that, you know, you go to a park to enjoy seeing all the birds and the things. You don't have to travel to a park. You can make the park right there at your house just by planting a few native plants. And I think diversity. I mean, I, I look at it that way, you know, because, you know, it's uh, you're right, you know, a adding native plants to what you have now, because there's a lot of nice non-native plants that work quite nicely as well, what you're talking about there, but using two of them together and, and continuing to focus and try to add that native tree, those native shrubs, a few native perennials. I like the diversity of trying to do that, and I think that's exactly where you're coming from as well. And, again, lots of great information out there for you. 
even Ohio State, wouldn't you say, would probably have something uh, as well as Purdue? Yes, That's, yeah, absolutely. And that was supposed and, to make you I laugh, say, Bill. <laughs> well, I was trying to kind of subtly ignore that. <laughs> uh, Brian, but, uh, that's a whole other conversation. Are you a native? Are you a native Hoosier? Uh, I I wouldn't use that term, but yes, as a boilermaker, I would just say I'm from Indiana. You're from Indiana. You know, I am too. Greensburg, Indiana, the tree tree in the courthouse. You know, you always sounded smart, Ron, so that must be something to it. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Bill, it was a pleasure. Good talking to you again. Check out their website. It's woodywarehouse.com. You'll probably see a lot of their plants in a lot of the garden centers and nurseries that are out there as well. But uh, good information. Glad to, glad you were able to join us this morning and share that with us, and uh, we really appreciate it. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me on, Ron, and I would just say to your listeners, if you can't find native plants in your area, Ask the Independent Garden Center. Talk to your soil and water conservation district, and uh, we'll get you some native plants. There you go. Bill DeBoer from Woody Warehouse. Again, WoodyWarehouse.com. Always a pleasure. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.